0: Welcome to Dear Empath with Gus Baxter. On this weekly podcast, we discuss all things personal, spiritual, and professional growth and break down these philosophies into everyday language we can all understand. Let's walk on this journey together. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about how to support others on their healing journey. As an empath, you may find yourself in the middle of someone else's healing journey. Whether people intentionally come to you for advice and support, or simply find themselves sitting on your couch with a glass of wine, I want to make sure you have the skills to support others. This episode is a complement to the previous episode. On episode 19, How to Help Others Without Draining Yourself, I explored the internal skills and personal boundaries to set up to ensure you are taking care of yourself first. I called this sacred selfishness. When you are running on empty and stretched paper thin, how well are you actually helping anyone? the healing has to start with you. Today, I'm going to focus on external and relational skills when it comes to actively engaging with other people, building off the internal skills and boundaries we set up on the last episode. Any healing journey is never linear. As soon as you feel a little secure, thinking to yourself, okay, I think I understand what's going on now. The journey takes a left turn, and you're back to being lost. That's completely normal. This means that the journey and your experiences will vary. I have heard this pattern expressed as leveling up, like in a video game. You spend all your time fighting monsters, learning how to control your character, and use their skills in the most efficient way. You grab some more powerful weapons and armor, and soon you complete that level. Awesome. And as soon as you do your victory dance, you are thrown into the next level. This isn't all bad. You've upgraded your weapons and armor to be more powerful. You know how to use your skills more effectively. What was hard to beat before is fairly easy now. Starting a new level is full of new challenges and new enemies, but also new opportunities for growth. It may feel like you're starting back at square one, but you are carrying with you all of the upgrades, knowledge, and skills you've picked up along the way. Think back to your own healing journey. What are some experiences that would send you on a negative spiral a year ago that can't even touch you now? That is your level up. When it comes to supporting others, keep this metaphor in mind. Healing is never linear. Although it may be frustrating to hear your friend vent about the same things week after week, try applying the metaphor of leveling up. It may sound like they are remaining at level one, still learning how to swing their sword or loose an arrow, but trust that they are growing. This is a roundabout way to talk about patience. I think we are taught at a young age that patience is one thing, giving people space to be in that moment. This may be letting people have a meltdown or remaining quiet while someone talks on and on. Personally, I think this idea of patience can be linked negatively to the idea of being passive. When you are patient, you wait your turn. And you may have to wait a long time. Oh, someone cut in front of you? Well, don't worry. Just be patient. Your turn will come soon. Throw that idea of patience out the window. Empathic patience is multifaceted. First off, patience is an action. I am not patient. I exercise patience in appropriate situations only. When it comes to supporting others on their healing journey, I choose to exercise patience. I want to give them the space to express themselves and talk about their experiences. Patience is saying no. I love playing video games, and I will admit there are some Saturdays when I will spend the entire day playing Final Fantasy XIV. But there are times when you have to say, this is enough, and turn it off. Supporting someone's healing journey is the same way. Toiling around the same level too long will breed frustration and exhaustion. The second part of patience is keeping a strong footing in reality and not getting swept away in the emotion of that space. Think about the last time you hung out with your friends. You laughed, maybe you drank a little, and you had a great time. It may have felt like you and your friends were in your own world, a world filled with laughter and warmth and softness. In a way, you were. There are many times in our lives when we separate from reality and exist in our own little worlds. When you support someone on their healing journey, the high emotions of that space can have a similar effect. You can find yourself in a world built around these traumas and hurts. As an empath, you have the skills to keep yourself grounded and choose when you've spent enough time in that world. Finally, patience is showing love. Love means listening beyond just the words and tapping into the emotions of the person you are supporting. When someone comes to you and says, I just don't know what to do with my elderly parent. Some days, I wish they were gone. On the surface, that may sound like a scary thing to say. You may want to react defensively or try to convince them otherwise. Instead, I challenge you to show them love in that moment. Be curious. Ask them more about that. Ask them, how would that make this situation different? This person may be expressing helplessness, being so frustrated with the uncertainty of their parents' day-to-day condition. From that place of despair, they may feel they have no way forward. At least in grief, there is some level of predictability that their life is currently missing. When we focus on love and listen to the emotions being shared in the moment, we can create these deeper connections. Now the conversation can shift away from the physical idea of life and death and onto how this person can support some form of predictability and stability in their lives. Supporting others and utilizing your external skills can be a little more difficult than utilizing your internal skills. When you work internally, it's just you. There are limited variables, and you are only focused on yourself. When you put these external skills into practice, you are engaging with the complete unknown of another person. Learning how to float and flow through these interactions takes time. Don't be discouraged if you leave one of these conversations feeling drained and tired. Take time to reset your own boundaries. Round, clear, and protect yourself, like we talked about in episode 10. Practice makes proficient. Give yourself this grace and space to grow. I want you to ask yourself, how do I know if someone is on a healing journey or not? What do you think is a sign of someone on a healing journey? How do you express to others that you're on a healing journey? If your answer is, I don't really know. I guess I verbally tell some people, but otherwise, I keep it to myself. Yeah, same here. And if that's a common thought between the two of us, I imagine it's a common thought shared between most people. When it comes to identifying who is on a healing journey, I would argue that everyone is. Treat everyone as if they're on a healing journey. I am so proud of you. I'll talk to you next week. Dear Empath with Gus Baxter is a product of Atlas Readings, LLC. You can find out more information at www.atlasreadings.com or at patreon.com slash atlasreadings.